When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. My name is Tyler Hunt, and welcome to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast, where we cover everything Wisconsin athletics. On today's show, we've got some football news to get to, as well as some basketball news. We'll start on the football side. An unfortunate news story coming out of the Wisconsin football camp as former running back coach Gary Brown passed away Sunday evening. So we'll talk about that, the impact that he had on Wisconsin football and others throughout his football career. Later on, we'll talk about some new offers, some new walk-on announcements, and then we'll get into some basketball conversations as two former Badgers found new homes for the Wisconsin basketball team and a new offer went out on the basketball side. So plenty to get to on today's edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast, but we'll start with football and the sad news regarding former Wisconsin running back coach Gary Brown. Really just devastating news. It was announced Sunday evening that uh, Brown had passed away on Sunday evening at the age of 52 in his hometown of Williamsport, Pennsylvania. He, of course, coached the running backs last season, was moved to an off-the-field role recently as he's been away from the team since last season's Las Vegas Bowl. If you remember, he was not able to travel as he was dealing with some health complications at that time and has continued to deal with them over the course of this offseason. Unfortunately, he passed away in in the hospice care Sunday evening in Williamsport and really was just... Um, I know for myself and, and many others, I can only speak for the media side of things, uh, but, but Gary Brown, this one was one that really devastated a lot of different people because he was such a nice and genuine human. Um, just to kind of give you guys a recap of his career, he was a standout at Penn State in college, playing eight seasons in the NFL with the Houston Oilers, Chargers, and New York Giants. Um, he before previously coached, uh, for those of you that aren't aware, for the Dallas Cowboys and Cleveland Browns, as well as Rutgers. And then this past year was part of Wisconsin football as the running backs coach. And it was very impactful uh, on, on a whole host of players at the running back position across the board. I'll say this as, as someone who's been around Gary Brown just, just a couple of times at, at media days. He was a guy that was generally one of the nicest guys that you, you could ever talk to. I mean, I remember last fall when media was available to the position coaches Various guys would be walking around asking questions and to talking to all the position coaches. And Gary Brown was one that he probably answered the same question four or five times from the various different media members. But he always did it with a smile on his face and a, and a passion in his voice. 
clearly a guy that was a great motivator. I mean, he talked about his cancer diagnosis pre- diagnosis previously, talked about how he wanted to, to fight with that and, and was not a, a quitter. He was going to fight to the end and, and clearly did a great job of motivating those, you know, the, the players like Braylon Allen, Ches Malusi. I know Ches Malusi mentioned he probably wouldn't be at Wisconsin if it weren't for Gary Brown. Um, so he clearly was an impactful guy on and off the field, and it's just a really unfortunate story to, to hear him losing out uh, on the battle with his health issues. He, he was just uh, a guy that was very well respected in the NFL community, in, in the in the college coaching community, and, and beloved by the players. If you follow any Wisconsin football players on social media, there's an outpouring of, of love for Gary Brown, um, whether it was you know the running backs, the safeties, the cornerbacks, everyone seems like they had a great uh, thing to say about him and myself included. I know the media members as well were, were very devastated to hear this news. So he was such a genuinely nice guy. Anytime you got the chance to talk to him, and I can't imagine the impact that he had on, on the players, on his family, on everyone around him. He seemed to just brighten everyone's days and, and kind of got you uh, to be motivated to take on your own life and, and really try to make the most of it because you only get a certain amount of days on this earth. So our condolences, of course, to the Brown family. Uh, he's going to be missed and beloved, and was beloved by a lot of different people. So really unfortunate news for Wisconsin football in that regard, and our thoughts are with his family. All right, up next we've got some other football news to discuss. Wisconsin football officially announced their 2022 walk-on class, and they want to make sure to give them the, the pub that they deserve because I think it's a pretty good group overall when you look at this walk-on class for the 2022 group. You start with Travis Allen, a nice tight end, six foot five, two hundred twenty-five pounds, out of Randolph High School. Then you pick up a tall wide receiver in Cam Fine at six foot two, one eighty, out of Edgewood. Then of course you have Marshall Howell, the quarterback, signal caller, out of uh, Connecticut and Los Angeles. If you haven't heard his story, go and l- at least listen to uh, a couple episodes ago. He was on our show to talk about his recruitment and how excited he is to be a part of Madison. And I think he's a very well-spoken kid that you got to be excited about. After that. Most recently in their episode, we talked about Charlie Jarvis out of Catholic Memorial High School. I think a player that could really develop into something more. If you watch his huddle tape, he's he's a guy that certainly very athletic, very talented in, in, in football, and, and could be a really nice, uh, or very talented in baseball as well, and will be a really nice piece of Wisconsin football program. After that, you've got a nice defensive end in, in Gabe Kirschke, 6'5", 225 pounds, out of Valor Christian High School in Lone Tree, Colorado. Again, I think an underrated piece in this group. Inside linebackers up next, Luna Larson, six foot two, two hundred ten pounds. This guy, I, I think, is a steal as well. Incredibly high motor kid, can get after the football, and I think it's one of those guys that you look at the inside linebacker position could really develop into a player that a couple of years down the road you'll you'll look back at it and think, man, how could that player be a walk on? The, these are of course just what you think when you see a guy on tape, but it seems like a lot of these guys that are walk ons, including Devin Malgi out of D Forest High School at six foot one. These are all guys that I personally think are a really, really good group of walk-ons and could certainly be playing in other places. I mean, you look at a guy like, like I mentioned, Cam Fine, Luna Larson, all guys that I think could be steals in this class. And Wisconsin has such a storied tradition of doing well with walk-ons, and I think you could see a lot of these guys develop into more, and one day we'll look back on and say, man, I can't believe we picked up that kid as, as a walk-on at Wisconsin. And, and the, likely a couple of them will turn into – scholarship type kids down the road but overall once again you talk about the 2022 recruiting class there's been classes that maybe you know the last couple classes were were really highly rated ones this one i think 
got a little bit of a bad reputation unfairly. I think this is still a very solid class. It's just not what it was in previous years. But this walk-on class, I think they they really now knocked it out of the park with some of these guys. And I'm excited to see what a few of these guys can turn into. Of course, not every walk-on is going to prosper and turn into the players that we've seen over the course of this history. But I would sit here and say uh, a couple of them will certainly do that because I think there's a lot of talent in this group. It just goes to show to show you how competitive this recruiting world can be that some of these players that could have went to other schools and picked up scholarship offers are going to be at Wisconsin and who knows what they might develop and prosper into. All right, up next in football news, Wisconsin was very busy this last week in throwing out some offers, and we only had one podcast last week to catch you guys up on that, and I did not touch on most of these, so I'll go ahead and give you guys a rundown on the latest offers that have been thrown out by Wisconsin football over the course of this last week. The first offer went to 2023 three-star cornerback A.J. Tisdale out of College Station, Texas. He, of course, earned an offer from Wisconsin on Friday, and he holds offers from Baylor, Texas Tech, Vanderbilt and a handful of G5 schools. This is certainly going to be a battle that I think will be tough for Wisconsin to win when you see that there's some Texas schools already involved like Texas Tech and being from College Station, Texas. If Texas A&M comes up with an offer, that's probably a school that he would be very much interested in and might be tough to win over in in Wisconsin football's regard. But I think this is a player that has really got some talent. If you look at his huddle tape, I like the size. I like the speed. Listed as a three-star kid, I wouldn't be surprised if he climbed up those rankings because he can do a lot on the football field. He, he's, he's a guy that you talk about Big Ten corners, what you want to see from them is being able to come up and willing to make the tackle. He does that. He plays coverage on tight ends, and I think he could be a player that really blossoms into more. Can Wisconsin compete in the recruiting circuit? Like I said, a player from Texas with Texas A&M in your backyard, if they come calling, that's probably a tough one to win. But right now, they have not. Texas Tech is a school that's in there, but Wisconsin can certainly um, make their ways known and, and try and compete in that recruitment. Speaking of Texas, Wisconsin was busy down there this past week. 2023 three-star edge Brad Spence out of Houston was the next offer that the Badgers threw out. Spence has an offer, including a list from Arkansas, Cincinnati, Colorado, Indiana, Nebraska, Northwestern, Texas, Utah, and many others, both rivals and on3.com, think that this is going to be a player that ends up playing for the Texas and that it's going to be hard to beat them out, but certainly a player that you've got to go off of and and try and make an offer. Um, But if you're already down in the state of Texas and and trying to recruit in that area, this is a player that you certainly want to be involved in, but sounds like he might be a tough one to swing over to Wisconsin. Up next is another very interesting offer. You look at 2024 now, four-star wideout, Amarion Stewart out of Bolingbrook, Illinois, Bolingbrook High School, received an offer from the Badgers this past week. Very talented wideouts, got a good list of offers from him as well. Cincinnati, Mizzou, Nebraska, Ole Miss, Penn State, Washington. He's also receiving interest from Illinois, Iowa State, Michigan State, Tennessee, and West Virginia. Now you look at Stewart, he's really a player that I think Wisconsin will will be very interested in. I mean, you look at what Coach Alvis Witted is trying to do at the wide receiver room is recruit some of these taller, wide out. Stewart stands at six foot and 170 pounds, but rated as a four-star and part of that 2024 group, still room to grow. And you can see why he's already a high-level prospect that he's going to be a tough 
recruit to win over. He's got a few years to go until college, and I think Wisconsin will be very heavily involved on a player like him. A Midwest kid you can certainly make an impact for, and right now the big blue bloods have not came calling on him just yet, but it's still early, and I'm, I would have to imagine that offer list is going to continue to grow and grow for him. But a nice offer with Wisconsin, a four-star kid out of Illinois at the wide receiver position, definitely one you have to throw your hat in the ring, and we'll see if they can close the deal on a player like that. Speaking of 2024 wideouts, Wisconsin also threw an offer out to Davon Hall out of Bellevue, Nebraska. If you, if that high school sounds familiar, it's because star point guard Chucky Hepburn is from that school, and he earned an offer from Wisconsin this past week as well. Other schools in the mix, Iowa, Kansas, Kansas State, Minnesota, Mizzou, Nebraska, and it sounds like Clemson, Georgia, and Notre Dame have not offered but are showing interest. So another four-star kid is coming in six foot two, 180 pounds, a guy that should certainly jump off and, and fit what uh, Coach Alvis Witted is looking for in that wide receiver room. When Nebraska's, of course, in the recruitment already, he's visited there four times already, so they're probably the school to beat right now and probably have a leg up in his recruitment. But similarly, 2024 has a long way to go, and you want to see you, Wisconsin has done a good job of going into Nebraska, trying to make a name for themselves in that state. They've recruited that state well, and just because Nebraska seems like the team that's in the lead does not mean that the Badgers are, are out of that conversation in any means. You look at Wisconsin. They've gotten players from that area in the past. You look at on the basketball side with Chucky Hepburn. Maybe he can uh, give a, throw that recruiting hat on a little bit and try and convince him to come to Wisconsin. But 2024, still a ways away, but a nice player to keep on the radar for Wisconsin. Last but not least now is 2024 five-star wideout Ryan Wingo out of St. Louis University High School. Wingo is one of the top players in the entire 24 class, and he's got a number of offers to back that up. Besides Wisconsin, he's got an offer from virtually everyone. When you look at it, Arkansas, Florida, Iowa, Iowa State, LSU, Michigan, Texas, Texas A&M, Penn State, Oregon. It's going to probably come down to a guy like if he gets an offer from Alabama, the Georgias, the Clemson, the Notre Dames. But really, Wisconsin in this one, in St. Louis, they've had success recruiting that area as well. You've got to throw that out. And again, a six foot two taller receiver, one of the top receivers in the class, You've got to throw your hat in the ring and try and win it, but this one's going to be a, a tough one to end up with. I, I don't see it happening in, in any way, shape, or form, but who knows? I mean, a five-star wide receiver would be an incredibly impressive land, but I think this is a kid that is destined to probably play at one of those blue-blood schools like the, the Clemsons, the Alabamas, the Georgias of the world. Wisconsin not generally known for star wide receivers, and it might be hard to swing it as you're looking at a player that's a number five player in the entire country, number two wide receiver in the nation. Going to be a hard one to win, but kudos to Wisconsin for trying to maintain their footprint in that area to go after those type of players. You want to be involved in that area. There's a lot of talent in that St. Louis area and uh, a lot of schools coming in there to try and get a recruiting foothold in there. So where that one ends up, certainly likely not in Wisconsin's favor, but you never know, and that's why you throw those offers out. All right, guys, that wraps up everything on the football side. So we'll go ahead and get into some basketball news. Before we do that, I've got to talk to you about Homefield Apparel, our great and comfortable t-shirt sponsor. They're in the middle of their spring refresh. So you're going to have some new t-shirts from some new schools. And on April 11th, they dropped their Baylor t-shirts, as well as they've got some coming up for UC Irvine. They've got a new t-shirt coming out. And on April 15th, they've got a Louisville 
collection dropping as well. So if you're interested in any of those schools, make sure to go over and check it out at homefieldapparel.com. If not, still go over and check them out. They've got a new, nice new Wisconsin collection, and we'll keep our fingers crossed that the Badgers are part of that spring refresh. Maybe we can pick up some new gear for the Badgers as well. Make sure to go over and check them out, homefieldapparel.com. Even if you don't have a, a link to some of these schools, they're great and cool retro t-shirts and incredibly comfortable. I know we've said it so many times, but I'm actually doing the podcast with my uh, Kentucky Wildcats football t-shirt on right now from homefieldapparel.com. So make sure to go check them out, homefieldapparel.com. All right, we'll get into some basketball news now in regards to the transfer portal. Unfortunately for Wisconsin, another departure coming down the way. Before we get to that, we'll talk about Matthew Moores. He found a new home. He, of course, announced a couple weeks ago that he's going to be transferring you know, a lot of the reason was because he was homesick, wanted to be closer to home. So you knew based on that, a kid from South Dakota, there's probably only a few schools in the running for him. And he did announce that he's going to be going back home to play for uh, South Dakota State. Of course, the Jackrabbits, a very fine program. He'll fit in nicely with there and hopefully can find a little bit more comfort in in being there and being closer to home and still be able to use his, co- his skills on the court because tremendously talented player. Wisconsin loved him during his recruitment. But unfortunately, when a player is homesick and, and wanting to be back closer to home, that can have a big effect on who you are as a player. And, and he had nothing bad to say about Wisconsin. Loved his time at Wisconsin. It just wasn't where he's grow, he grew up and, and where he wanted to be. So I, I give him full credit for owning up to that and saying, hey, I want to go closer to home. And I think he found a great home in South Dakota State, a very respectable program over the last few years. And I think Matthew Morris will be a very nice player uh, to add into that addition and, and likely if he plays the way he's, his recruitment was in terms of the player that he could be, uh, he'll certainly be a nice piece for the Jackrabbits, and they'll continue to be a team that is very dominating in their league, and, and likely you know, a couple NCAA tournament berth is not out of the question during his time there. So we're happy to hear that Matthew Morris found a new home. Uh, it was unfortunate that it didn't work out with Wisconsin, but you can't make Wisconsin South Dakota, and if it's not a fully comfortable feeling, it's best for him to go back there and hopefully has a tremendous amount of success with the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Up next, in terms of transfer news, unfortunately over the weekend it was announced that Lauren Bowman would be leaving the Wisconsin basketball program as well. Of course, we had that kind of lingering situation with him after that Indiana game. He, of course, had not reappeared with the Badgers, was not on the bench during the NCAA tournament, and was not available over the course of the last few games. Many were wondering what it was what was going on with the second year guard of course trying to figure out where if he was going to be back with Wisconsin was he not but he once again additionally sounded like he wanted to be back closer to home uh, he wanted to be back in the the Michigan area where he grew up and it sounds like he has found a new home in Oakland University of course that being in Auburn Hills Michigan the Detroit native is much closer to home now and left the UW program because he wanted to be in that same area a very similar situation to Matthew Morris which you can very much understand for Lauren Bowman a really great player for Wisconsin in the limited time that we saw from him I think a lot of people were excited about the potential of him at that point guard position when he was out there this year you saw flashes of the talent that he brought just was not out there a ton, especially, of course, down the stretch with those lingering issues. You, of course, had the illness. You had whatever else might have been going on behind the scenes with him possibly transferring out or having make, made that decision already and didn't want to be a distraction. Uh, I know Lauren Bowman spoke very highly of Greg Gard. There was no animosity in his departure. He was very thankful to Greg Gard in the opportunity that he had. But, again, a player 
that wants to be closer to home, you can't make Wisconsin do that. You can't move the world to make a university closer to where someone grew up. And sometimes these situations just don't work out. So I, I give Lauren Bowman a lot of credit that he was able to understand that, hey, this is just not working for me. I need to be back where I want to be, where I feel comfortable. And hopefully he can land on his feet and be a great player for Oakland. Another great program out of the Horizon League that I think he could certainly prosper and, and do a good job uh, for them. He, he showed talent to play at the Power 5 Division One level. So he can go to the Horizon League and possibly be an even bigger and more impactful player there. But there was no doubt that he was going to be a nice piece for Wisconsin. And now the Badgers turn to trying to fill the void of two quality players and two quality recruits. When you look at it, this is a guy that was getting minutes and likely was going to come in next year and be that backup point guard with Chucky Hepburn. And now, of course, you've got Chucky Hepburn, who's got a lingering injury from the NCAA tournament. So you're going to be a little thin at that point guard spot. Wisconsin has been very active in the transfer portal already. News that have been linked to some players. And I would think Wisconsin's not only got to now focus on filling some players at the at the forward position, but also at, at the guard position. You, you've got Lauren Bowman now out. You've got Jacoby Neath, who just had offseason surgery. So Wisconsin's going to be a little thin. And I would have to imagine they're going to be very active in the transfer portal over these next few months to try and fill some of those roster spots. We've talked about it last episode isn't a ton in terms of recruitment right now going on. They're, they look to add, they're looking to add some pieces to that 2022 group, but I would have to imagine that most of it is going to come from that transfer portal with Wisconsin linked to a few names. We've talked about in previous episodes some guys to maybe look out for, and it would, it would appear that Wisconsin, based on their numbers right now, are going to be heavily active in that transfer portal like every other college basketball program is right now. It's it's a new world that we live in in Wisconsin. was very active last year, but they've got a lot of names and pieces to try and replace. When you look at the transfers, Johnny Davis, Chris Vogt, off. So plenty of plenty of, of spots to be filled for Wisconsin basketball moving forward here. And as they land any possible transfers, we'll make sure to cover that here on Bucky's Fifth Podcast. All right, everyone, before we get you out of here, we've got one more piece of news in regards to Wisconsin basketball on the recruiting front. On Sunday afternoon, 2023, big man Joseph J.P. Estrella out of Maine announced that he had earned a scholarship offer from Greg Gard and the Wisconsin Badgers. He's got a couple other offers as well. Boston College, Iowa, Marquette, Notre Dame, Providence, Syracuse, Tennessee, and Xavier, among others, according to Rivals.com. If you look at him, he's unranked by all the major recruiting services, but one would imagine they'll be, at worst, a, a high three-star kid right now. Looking at him, six foot 11, 200 pounds, so he's going to be a guy that's a stretch big power forward. Um, Wisconsin certainly wants to be a guy that's active in that market and has done well with those stretch-the-floor type guys, and, and this is a player that... When you look at some of the highlight tapes that he's got, he's he's got size. He can stretch the floor a little bit. He can knock down some shots. And he's got a really good ability to pull down some rebounds. I think that's where you look at and say that's a player that fits right up Wisconsin's alley. And I think the Badgers have a good track record of, of going after playing like that and turning him into some really high-caliber, all-Big Ten type of player. So if Wisconsin can continue in that running, it's certainly going to be a, a nice piece for Wisconsin. But We'll have to wait and see. A 2023 basketball recruit still a ways out, very similar to 2023 and 2024 football recruits. They've got a little ways to make their decision, and who knows? This is a kid that could certainly develop into more on the court. You know, Just with the size and athleticism, that could continue to grow and grow and grow. But standing at 6'10", I can't imagine he'll grow too much more, but you never know. Some of these kids coming out of high school now are, are certainly crazy in the size that they've put together. So we'll keep an eye on that for Wisconsin basketball as we move forward as well. 
All right, guys, that wraps up another episode of the podcast. Thank you for listening. We should have another episode out later in this week. We've got some interviews we're working on. We've got some NFL draft coverage that we'll be bringing you guys. So plenty to listen to over the next couple weeks, despite this being kind of the slow season for college athletics with both football and basketball in their downtimes. Thank you guys, as always, for listening on Wisconsin. Thank you.